0: Welcome, everyone, to Nude Radio. This is Kenny Heflin, and we are celebrating, just FYI, we're celebrating. I have been living in Los Angeles now for nine entire Years. Get that. Little me from the suburbs of Detroit has been living in Los Angeles, LA, darling, for nine years. Next year will be my 10th year. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So there was so much that inspired this episode. First off, again, I've been here. It's my ninth anniversary. Amazing milestone because let me tell you, LA is not for the weak. People have said that, oh, New York is so tough. New York is so
1: cutthroat. You know what? LA, low key, might be even more cutthroat because.
0: It's not just about whatever talent that you have, whatever skill. It's about the look. It's about the persona. It's about a bunch of other shit that probably don't fucking matter. But it does out here. And that's all that matters because you want to live out here, right? You want to flourish. That's one thing I noticed early into living in L.A. And it's still the tale of tales in lovely Los Angeles. As beautiful and as relaxing as it may be, it is very much fast paced. It is very much a giant city. It is one of the most known and most popular cities of the world. Of course, we all know this, of course, duh. But living here for nine years has been a journey. It's been a journey. And it was even better because. I was booking a flight, caught a flight to Detroit, Uh, got to spend some time with my niece, got to spend time with my family, which was amazing. I hadn't been back home in like three years since my high school reunion. So it was due time. You know, it was definitely due time for me to be back home and be with my people and to eat all the delicious Detroit food. Oh, my God. If you don't know. Detroit might low-key got some of the... Know, we might have some of the best food. Just saying. I mean, from our corned beef sandwiches, our chili dogs, our chili fries, all that stuff, whatever. Like, uh, the oh my God, the Creole food, the seafood, uh, the uh, Tubby Subs. Uh, if y'all know about Tubby Subs, let me know because we might be friends. I might love you even more than I already love you before, you know. So anyways, I got to get all my Faygo pop, all my better made chips. I got to get my ever fresh drinks. I mean, this is Detroit classics. We're talking about Detroit originals, right? The real shit.
1: Oh, my God. I was pleased. I got to go to the... African World
0: Festival, which my dad and I, used to go since I was a little kid. So it was amazing that I got the opportunity to go to there. You know, I didn't know that that was going to be the weekend of, and I just, I wasn't thinking, but I'm just so fortunate to have went during a time to surprise my, my niece, but also to spend that quality time with friends and with family members and to, again, eat 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 (laughs) because i i probably gained like another like five pounds low-key just saying just saying anyways it was it was a great experience and i got to see like my old people you know like I, i love my seniors i got to spend time with them and hear them tell their old stories and stuff and i just love sitting around older people and just like listening to like the wisdom, you know, generally, and like listen to the stories, the history. So I got to do that. It was just a treasure being back. And I plan on going back before the year is out, of course, probably for Christmas. Who knows? We'll see. But it was just so fun being back there and and seeing friends and going back to my old stumping grounds like my first ever club, which was a gay club. It's called The Woodwork all my Detroit listeners or anybody who's visited Detroit, you know what the Wilbur is and you know where it's at. Right? It's it's just a old faithful. I mean, I got to go there and like me and my friend Jared, it was just so funny because here it is, you know, I'm thirty one, almost thirty two. I think Jared will be like thirty four uh, next year or something like that. But there's one side of the bar of the Woodward where it's the actual bar, like the sit down bar. And then you used to have a pool table. And then the next uh, side of the, the bar was like the actual dance floor and whatnot. So here it is, you know, back in the day when we first started going, I was 18 years old, fresh out of high school. Just bright eye, bushy tail, just everything. In my case, bushy eyebrows. Y'all get it, big butt, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. New to the gay scene, out here, just we used to be out here. And here it is. I told my friend Jared, I'm like, Jared, remember, we used to be 18 and 19 years old. We were teenagers coming here because it's 18 and up. And then we would always see all the daddies on the other side, you know. They're probably tricking, buying the kids some drinks or something. Who knows? Or they're just minding their
1: business with their friends. And I'm like, Jared, we're the daddies now. We're the age of the daddies.
0: He didn't want to accept that, of course, because he was just, you know, he was like, no. They were 40, 50, no, that stuff, whatever. I'm like, true. Most of them were, yes. But there was also some of them who were 30 like they were in their 30s it is what it is we're in our 30s now and you got these little 18 year old boys walking around in their friend groups and stuff and they used to be us oh my god like it blew my mind it blew my fucking mind i'm like wow you know driving you know driving to and from the woodwork and stuff. And like, you know, I got to I always drive past my old family home and stuff whenever I'm back, you know, having to get that and to see just how many things have changed and whatnot. It was just great because you know what? I got to see like everything from a new perspective. And I always feel this way when I go back home, but It's just like something about maybe going home like during the time that you are reaching another milestone of a year in a place that you have wanted to live your entire life that you always dreamed about. Here it is. You're here. This is your ninth year. But also here it is. You're at home. You're at your origin. Like, I mean, this is this is what
1: birthed you. There's a beauty in that, right? So it's just, it's so surreal
0: because driving around, walking around my old stumping grounds and stuff,
1: I thought to myself, I said, wow, at some point of time, this was all I've ever known. At some point of time, this is legit. This is all I ever knew. Like, this is it. You know, like we were a traveling family. We traveled and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but this was home.
0: This was home. This is all. This was your life. This was your day in the life. So thinking back on it, and just thinking back on it now, it just it blows my mind because I'm oh shit.
1: Uh oh, I'm trying not to get emotional. Shit. But it's just like you you dream of something so big
0: and no shade to my state. I'm from Michigan. I love being born and raised in Michigan. It's a beautiful state. Gorgeous. Amazing history, especially coming from Detroit. I mean, come on now. But with all of that, as a little boy, I just always knew that my life was not going to be in Michigan past a certain age. I wanted new scenery, I wanted resources, I wanted excitement, I wanted convenience, I wanted new landscapes and weather. You know, I dreamt of new opportunities and everything like that since I was a six-year-old kid. So here it is, me as a six-year-old little boy, seeing the Hollywood sign and stuff and telling my parents like, I wanna live there, I wanna live there, I wanna live there. And them being my biggest cheerleaders, they're still my biggest cheerleaders and I love them to death for that. But they're like, oh, yeah, Kenny, you can do whatever you want. And here it is. I've worked my ass
1: off. I've worked my fucking ass off to get to L.A. And I did. Finally. At 22 years old, I left Dallas.
0: That's where I went to school at. Love Dallas. That's my second home. And I always credit Dallas for Given me this, the push, and I feel like Dallas is what ultimately prepared me for LA because Dallas, even though it's the south compared to Detroit being the north, Dallas is very mixy, Dallas is very integrated as far as with people of different races and stuff like that, and, and ethnicities and whatnot, cultures. Contrary to popular belief, y'all. Okay. I love Dallas. That's my second home. I chose to move there and I love it there. I lived there for three years and moved to LA at 22 years old. I had never been to California before as a state, let alone Los Angeles, before moving here. I didn't know anyone. I had no job. I just had a savings that, again, bust my ass trying to work. Two full-time jobs. And finishing up 18 credits for school to finish up. I had an eye twitch, but I set my goal for LA after having a long talk with my sister, Nikki. And she told me at that time, she was like, look, you don't have anything holding you back. You don't have any kids. You're not in a relationship. You don't have anything holding you back from moving to LA. And if you ever need to come back to home, you have me you have your mother you have you have dad you have all
1: these different people who are here to help out but you should do it and with that i went ahead and i did it and i got here
0: by myself brand spanking new the only thing i knew about la was everything i seen on tv and then i used to watch Uh, like those YouTube vlogs of people who had like just moved to L.A. and like, you know, them giving like vlog recaps and stuff about, oh, my first month here, my first year here or whatever the case is, them finding their way around. And I used to watch that in preparation to moving to Los Angeles. And I finally did. I dropped right on down in L.A. And I haven't looked back since. This city has provided me. The luxury to be myself is providing me the luxury to find people who are of like mind because it is so important to have a tribe. It's so important. Sure, I've had friends back in Michigan. Sure, I've had friends back in Texas. But my tribe here, it's a a
1: tribe. It's not just a group of friends. It's a real thing. You know, I have multiple resources
0: and options to do things if I wanted to do those things. I can go party. I can go lounge. I can go drink. I can go dance. I can go sing karaoke. I can go walk in nature. I can go chill the fuck out. I can literally do anything I want in this beautiful city that I call
1: home. And that is Los Angeles. I have that option. You know, I have a uh, great health care.
0: There's amazing laws and programs that we are allotted here in California and that we actually benefit from in other uh, ways that other states don't. It is what it is. I have the, the natural resources and the scenery of
1: the fucking perfect weather is going to always usually be 75 degrees and sunny. You know, does it have a fall? It doesn't have a drastic fall like back east, of course not. You know,
0: I miss that. Does it rain often? Fuck no. Y'all know I love the fucking rain, but it's neither here nor there. But it has warm weather. It has the desert access. It has the ocean and beach access. It has the wilderness access. California is gorgeous. Mountains, rolling hills, you name it. has it all. I can do all of that if I want it.
1: The lifestyle, the healthy lifestyle, the energy.
0: You know, again, my career thrives out here. I thrive out here. My well-being thrives out
1: here. So here it is. I'm here. Nine years, nine years, y'all. That's amazing. So
0: being back home in Michigan, of all places, in a place where it all started for little old Kenny, it was just so surreal to be back and to see the things that I used to see every day,
1: every day. And again, I love my home. I love my home state. But I just knew that my adulthood was not going to be there. That's all. And that's no shade to anybody else who lived there. No shade at all. Everything's for different people. Totally fine. So it's just, it's just interesting how these things work. You know, what you put into the universe, what you manifest, The power of the tongue. You feel me? That stuff means something. That stuff, it matters. It matters. If you didn't think it did, it does. And if you make a plan, and if you speak your future into existence, then congratulations to you, because you can do it. I did it. Sure, I had some struggles and stuff like that. Who doesn't? We're, we're living a human life. And also, I
0: was in one of the biggest cities in the fucking world. As someone who was not that, that far removed from being a fucking teenager. I was a kid when I moved here. So now being almost 32, looking back on when I moved here at 22, I'm just like, Wow. <laughs> I was really fucking young and to live here by myself and be twenty hundred something miles away from home from
1: everybody that was crazy baby but I did it I did it so it's just it's so much so much gratitude you feel me That's why I say, like, when you
0: speak things to existence, like, the power of the tongue, baby, let me tell you, it can do some things for you. So that made me think about, you know, as far as manifesting
1: what it is that I want next. You know, and I want you all to take some time to think about what it is that you want. What do you desire? What do you love? You feel me? What is it? Because I know what the hell I want.
0: (laughs) I know I have some great ideas and some
1: really cool things in development for nude radio. I know that. You'll love it. Believe me. You know? So I'll get into a little bit about what
0: I'm currently manifesting, and I would love to hear what is going on in your wish list of things, because, um, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's again, let's get the power of the tongue to move. But I've done this before in one of my older episodes in season one. So we're going to put it back into. Motion and um, this is actually from a post that I made in June of 2020. And it's just, you know, asking the universe of some things, you know, just a few things, you know, getting manifesting
1: a little something. So, listen to this I ask of the universe for mental wellness, intuitiveness. Integrity, Dignity, Security, Stability, Knowledge, Abundance, Health, Wealth, Love, Light, Discernment, Understanding, Patience, Ambition, Drive, You feel me? Those are some things I'm asking of the universe. I added some after, you know, the last list and stuff like that. So I need to update that. But y'all get what I'm talking about, right? That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for overall. And as far as with my, my future
0: companion, my lover, darling, my man, my husband... That
1: guy, you know, that one, mm -hmm. him, what I want from him, let's talk about it. We don't talk about it. I want my, look, I want him to be consistent, mentally stable, emotionally secure, communicative, confident, grounded, ambitious, adventurous, humorous, optimistic, honest, joyful, loyal, open-minded, and family-oriented. That's what I want from my man. Now, clearly, I got a whole book
0: that looks like a grimoire that I got, like, a long-ass, like, about six pages dedicated to
1: it when I go, like, super-duper in-depth. But we ain't gonna get into all of that. This is what we this is what we touching on now, okay? That's what
0: I want from my guy. And again, what I want you all to remember is when you're asking of the universe, especially when when you're talking about love and romance, you can't just ask the universe of so much from for this certain person, because in return, say for example, this perfect person comes into your life, and you are not at the point in time where you need to be to actually handle that person. So you also have to flip it on his head and say, hey, universe, guess what? Everything I ask of this
1: potential companion of mine. I want to be ready for him or her or them. I want that for myself.
0: I can't ask the universe of all these different things and not be able to provide the same thing because what? The, the relationship's not going to work. I'm not going to be ready for this particular person because I still may be weak. I still may be not as confident. I still may be immature. I still may be uh, problematic or toxic. There's so many things. So we can't ask of the universe from all these different things and not be able to put it on ourselves and be like, look, let's slow down. And let's make sure that we're able to offer all of those things to that great guy, that great
1: girl, or that great person in general. How about that? Think about it. So we got to make sure we're ready as well. So everything you're asking from the person, ask well for yourself too.
0: Because I hope that I'm able to provide all of those things from that laundry list of,
1: of things for my guy. I pray that I am, you know, I pray that I'm ready for him. You know, I pray he's ready for me, honey. Because, baby, let me tell you, I'm
0: tired.
1: I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired.
0: Ooh. Anyways, I'm tired. <laughs>
1: So that's what I'm saying, like, we have to put it out there, you know?
0: My goal for nude radio is to continue to be sponsored, to become nationally syndicated, to potentially turn into
1: a television series, be it fiction or reality. Shit. Make a book. Become a a fucking New York best time seller and stuff like that. Why
0: not? Some of my favorite people have done similar things.
1: Why can't I? I wouldn't mind having a TV show based off nude radio. Listen, we're putting that out in the universe. Maybe I want to be a nighttime talk show host. I've always loved nighttime talk shows. Arsenio Hall was one of our faves. I'm a child of the 90s. I remember watching it. Hey, why not?
0: Look, that's what I'm saying. Put it out into the universe and just watch things unravel the way that they need to. Because one thing I will tell you about this, with this particular show, with this particular season, season two has been very much an emotional and vulnerable season. And it wasn't until episode uh let's see i think it was uh we could have been it was that episode when i was talking about you know all of that shit, right mm-hmm. you know look at the episode listen to it we could have been listen to it anyways i was very much a, again very vulnerable out there with my emotions out there with my feelings my intentions and stuff And they were, it was just, it was honest. I was just honest. But that is who I am. I've always been this way. Anyone who's known me for however long have known that I wear my heart on my sleeve. I have nothing to hide. I'm very transparent. And
1: I tell like it is. It is, look, it is what it is. That's just who I am. So for the thousands
0: of listeners all across the world who's listened to this show, to my voice, it's a beautiful thing because look, I'm able to help certain people on their journey. And who would have thought, you know, after that episode, I had so many people reaching out and just offering up just amazing words of affirmations and just telling me their stories and how, My particular story is helping them and realizing where their shortcomings are and opportunities to grow. And I mean, it was look, it was a lot. I remember I got a little emotional reading the messages because I was like, damn. So this
1: show is really going to do something. This show is really going to be something special. In all the best ways. So I have to make
0: sure I keep on because. I'm doing this as self therapy, but also it's realizing or helping people realize that we are all in this whole journey together because we are nothing, we're humans. We're living this existence right now. This is what, look, this is what we got that we know of right now. We have nothing but opportunity for growth and evolution, and none of
1: us are perfect. We all have our, our flaws. But identify them, fix them as much as possible, and keep it pumping and be cute at the same time.
0: You feel me? So that's why I'm saying, like, you know, who knows
1: what's in store? I want it all to be great. I want it all to be fun and enjoyable and prosperous and enlightening, right? I want it all to be successful, lucrative. Ooh, yes, we want that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All that.
0: You know, so there's so much stuff that we need to put into motion when we're putting our intentions out into the universe and be very much a specific person as much as possible because that's something that Tisha taught me. When you're putting things out into the universe, you have to be extremely specific because, baby, you would get those things. If you aren't specific with certain things, you might get them all.
1: So, you got to be real specific about what the fuck you want, basically. So, I wanted to, again, just take those
0: moments and bring that out to you. You know? Like I say, nine years strong in Los Angeles
1: by myself, literally by myself. This is home. And baby, let me tell you. This is it. Sure, I might finally get a second home somewhere else, but this is home base. Point blank, period. Ain't gonna say it again. But. But. I love it. And this is me. This is me. And
0: I worked my ass off for this. So
1: I have to continue to make that little boy proud. Right? I got to continue to create that story for that little boy named Kenny. Back in Michigan. You know. I had a beautiful, a great childhood,
0: but of course, nothing is going to be perfect. Nothing, no, no upbringing is going to be completely perfect. I dealt with bullying.
1: I was caught every uh, gay slur that you can think of since I was six years old. You know, I had an older brother who was evil. He was horrible to me. Awful. Completely awful. And not just for character development, but he was just awful
0: just to be awful. I had in house bullying that I didn't speak up about. To then go on to, you know, having actual school bullying and then having to feel the need to, you know, hide myself of who I was so I wasn't perceived as what I truly was on the inside. I went through all of those years and I suffered in so much silence. No one knew until they finally knew. I suffered in silence, but you know what? Me being a future thinker at that time, I used to just fantasize about, you know what? Whatever you're going through, as dark as it is, as unfortunate, as awful as these people are to you, guess what? It's not going to mean a thing in the long run, because guess what? You're going to end up in L.A. And where are they going to be? You're going to be living your life happy and successful. Where would they
1: be? Who knows? But we know that you're going to be doing this and that in Los Angeles you're going to be in Hollywood.
0: That's what I used to tell myself. I used to be outside playing in the nature and stuff and everything like that, one with the animals and stuff like that. Like, y'all know I love the nature. I've always been this way since I was a kid. So anytime that I did have those moments, which came often, unfortunately, but I just always had like that vision of escaping and living a bigger life with people that I felt had a bigger understanding of who I am and who I could be,
1: right? And here it is, nine years, nine years later. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. It's it's surreal. It's, it's interesting how it works. But I'm just like forever grateful because I made this happen for myself. I did it myself. I really did have continued to do it. You feel me? I'm grateful for all the people that helped when I needed the actual help back in the day. And I'm going to always be thankful for them. But baby, let me tell you, you got to get out and grind.
0: <laughs> you really have to set that, set those intentions into motion, honey,
1: and get it moving. We got work to do. <laughs> we got dreams to fulfill. We, we have, we have uh, to live up to the expectations that our child versions dreamt of. I got a lot to, I got a, look, I got a lot to do. I got more to do, you know? So having that reflective moment, I want to end with this. Say, for example,
0: if you can astral project, go back in time or whatever, right? You can visit, you have
1: access to your 12 year old stuff. We'll say 12. That's like your first you know, ooh, I'm a preteen, right? 12. If you could tell your 12-year-old self how your future is going so far, would they be excited? Would they be happy? Would they be let down? Would they be disappointed? Be honest with yourself.
0: And use this opportunity again to find Ways to overcome certain obstacles and put in motion
1: the medicine that you need to heal from those, those wounds. Learn how to jump over those hurdles.
0: Again, this is a human life that we're living. It's nothing but
1: opportunity as long as we keep waking up and living throughout our days. Plain and simple. It is what it is. Evolve. Push yourself. Evolve. Evolve. So, what would you tell yourself? Your 12-year-old self. Would they be disappointed? Would they be excited? Would they go, wow. Or would they go, oh, really? You know, think about it. Self-reflect. Let's, let's do that. So, again, y'all know how to reach me on Twitter
0: on Instagram under the same name, nude radio one oh one. And then of course you want to send me something to my personal page on Instagram. That's going to be at Kenny Heflin, but y'all knew this already, right? But I guess this is maybe for like the listeners who are brand new. So, you know, again, I love y'all for loving me. I love you for loving this show. Definitely feel free to reach out. Let me know exactly what your thoughts were on this episode. What are your stories? I want to hear them. You know, I love a good story. So give me a a little DM respectfully
1: and um, have a good one. Of course, y'all know I love y'all and uh, bye.